Once war was declared against an enemy Rayvon Williams had long since identified as evil, he threw himself into the effort against Hitler. At 67, he could not respond as he had done in 1914. This time, his contribution was made by taking in evacuees, collecting salvage, helping with the war savings campaign, giving over some of his land for allotments, and trying to find work for refugees. He became a fanatical gardener, growing mountains of vegetables, and he started to keep chickens. He had always liked his food and was determined that he and his would not go hungry, whatever Hitler might do to them. In artistic matters, he recognized the usefulness of music in maintaining morale and was one of those behind the idea and execution of Dame Myra Hess's lunchtime concerts at the National Gallery in London. And von Williams composed works like this, his Dona Nobis Pacem. That from Simon Heffer. William Skoog tells us Dona Nobis Pacem's ending is unaccompanied after an escalation consisting of full orchestra and choir fusing all forces to a climactic moment. The soloist finishes the work quite alone, settling somewhat restlessly on the third of the C major triad. This magnificent work with its drums, bugles, full chorus, soprano, and powerful baritone concludes on a single unaccompanied note in uttered simplicity. This seems to beg an ongoing question rather than offer a concluding statement. We'll have a chance to hear what many consider Vaughan Williams' most powerful choral work, the Dona Nobis Pacem, Grant Us Peace, at a time when the world is confronting the age-old questions of war and peace right now in our day. Lehigh Choral Arts will open its 2023-2024 season with two concerts this weekend. We had a chance to speak by phone with composer Stephen Samets, Ronald J. Ulrich, professor of music at Lehigh and conductor of Lehigh Choral Arts, and to meet Dr. Hannah Sai, the new associate choral director at the university. Dr. Samets always takes great care in planning meaningful seasons for Lehigh Choral Arts to present. This year, there is an added dimension. It is my final year here at Lehigh after 45 years. So it is a bittersweet kind of feeling, but I think we've planned a very special year. So we're opening the season with this concert called Sacred and Profane, October 21st and 22nd. And there's elements of the sacred and profane. Kind of does leave a, a pretty wide field. But specifically, this is referring to a set of my songs that was premiered here at Lehigh in 2002 called American Songs, Sacred and Profane. So they're in the program along with our opening piece, the first coronation anthem of, of Handel. Zadok the Priest, which has been done at every British coronation since 1727, when George II was coronated. And we're also doing the Vaughan Williams fantasy on a theme by Thomas Tallis, certainly one of the sublime pieces for multiple string orchestras, and also Vaughan Williams' Donalobis Pachem. So it is a very, very full and rich program. 
We've had enough times to talk, Stephen, when you have planned a program or a season and the world catches up with you. And unfortunately, in this case, when we have a work like Dona Nobis Pachem, Give Us Peace, and a composer like Vaughn Williams, who was affected by war, and all of these things that you couldn't have known, but the world is always with us, yes? Yes, indeed. I think that the relevance of this concert, and my new associate, Hannah Tsai, can speak more to this, but the world has certainly given us the, uh, unfortunately, given us a lot of reasons to have a call for peace right now. As Dr. Tsai will discuss, Vaughn Williams was really looking at a time of war impending, and we are certainly in a parallel time right now with so many conflicts in the world. So that, and I think this relates to the other work of Vaughn Williams on the program as well, the Fantasia, because it's based on this hymn that uh, Thomas Tallis wrote, certainly at a turbulent time in 1667. He was writing between reigns of Henry VIII and Bloody Mary and Elizabeth I. A lot of conflict going on for him, and the paraphrase of Psalm 2, Why Do the Nations Rage So Furiously Together?, becomes the basis for his his tune, which Vaughn Williams then incorporated into the English hymnal, which Vaughn Williams was collecting uh, songs for in 1906. And he chose to incorporate Talis's tune in the new English hymnal. And the fantasy itself, I think, reflects the text, that there is this sort of impassioned kind of outpouring. It's a little bit of an outcry despite the fact of being sublimely beautiful. But uh, I think you have to consider the text that is in the background of what's going on for all that beauty in the strings. I'll introduce Hannah and let her talk about the Dona Novus Pachem because I think that's very relevant. Dr. Hannah Tsai is new to us at Lehigh this year. She's our new Associate Director of Choral Activities. I'm delighted to introduce her to your listeners. Greetings, Hannah. You have heard Stephen talk about the timeliness of these pieces. In your experience as a choral conductor and lover of choral music, do you see it in this way that the resonances go beyond Vaughan Williams' experiences with World War I and perhaps the awful sense that there might be another war? Yes, absolutely. And um, the texts that Vaughan Williams chooses are also from wars that had preceded even that. Walt Whitman's text, um, Walt Whitman was, of course, the American Civil War poet, and he chose texts that Walt Whitman had specifically written about the Civil War. And he also chose a text by John Bright in a speech to the House of Commons during the Crimean War. And then, of course, some biblical texts as well. Certainly a timely piece, given the events of the last few days. And I think it's important to note that although a lot of people call the Dona Nobis Pacem, Von Williams' plea for peace, his biographer, Simon Heffer, would actually note that it's not a plea for peace at any cost. And it was very possible that people in England had heard rumblings of what was going on in Germany at the time. And Von Williams was not really one to sit sort of passively and listen to that. It's it's really mourning that the violence is almost necessary and then mourning the cost of human lives and the disruption to everyday living that was going to be a result of that war. We almost hear that every time we turn on a source of news these days. Is this a work that you have had firsthand knowledge of? Have you worked on this piece yourself in the past? 
I have only studied the piece, but I've never sung it and I've never conducted or prepared it. So, uh, but it is in probably my top five favorite choral works. So I feel extremely fortunate to have the opportunity to perform it this weekend. And how do you and Stephen work with young people who we hope have not yet had the experience, firsthand experience of war? You work with them on the poetry and Walt Whitman and his past. How do you both engage this work with them? I think I've talked about the poetry and the text uh, quite a bit with the students, but it's from my own perspective. Um, My husband was in the Army active duty for 12 years and is now in the reserves. Both of his parents were active duty Army as well. Um, And there's actually a movement in the piece called Dirge for Two Veterans, and it's about a father and son who are both killed during the war. It's one of the Walt Whitman poems that he chose. And uh, I think when I studied it a number of years ago, I, I kind of brush it off, and now that text is deeply personal to me, even though obviously my husband and my father-in-law both survived the wars that they were in. So I sort of approach the text in that way with the students. So often we hear the talus fantasy without paying attention to what the theme is that inspired the work. Yes, and the text relates directly to the text of the Dona Nobis Pachem. And so, Stephen, we've just talked about very timely and serious matters in these Vaughan Williams pieces, and your American songs, Sacred and Profane, bring to us a setting of a poem, a way of talking to a dog that you don't know, and blood love, maybe vampires, and so forth. Talk to us about the spirit of these pieces. What's the feeling, and how did you find the poet for the first and last? Well... Father Jeremy Driscoll uh, is the abbot at Mount St. Angel Seminary in Oregon, and I had the pleasure of meeting him uh, about 20 years ago. And he's also a poet. Uh, he's a wonderful, wonderful guy. And he showed me his poems, and uh, I took two of them for this set of American songs. Uh, the first, A Way of Talking to a Dog That You Don't Know, is this beautiful poem about set in probably somewhere in the Midwest on a late night Um, somebody is sitting on a porch in the summer, you know, by himself, and he hears a dog baying across a field, and a dialogue ensues about, it's not so bad to be lonely. And he's trying to comfort the dog, but I think the the ultimate message is he's trying to comfort himself a little bit. But the language of it is, is, is just so tender. He just talks about, booby pup, you're not alone. It's not so bad to spend the night alone. So that's, quite, uh, you know, a beautiful bit of Americana. The last of the set, at being buried, my surprise, also by Father Driscoll, is it's a, it postulates what happens, uh, obviously, Jeremy Driscoll's man of faith, what happens after he is buried. And the surprise is that he's there for 10 minutes, and suddenly all these saints and apostles come to greet him, and there's this jubilant celebration, and they sing Sanctus, which is what the chorus gets to sing as part of the song. So, it's, it's quite a glorious kind of poem, but also uh, very comforting. And the middle piece of these, the profane part of the sacred and profane, is this poem called Blood Love, which is about a vampire ruminating on his conquest of the night before and trying to think if he did a good job. He's got a little performance anxiety uh, as a vampire, and he's, uh, 
he's just revisiting what the night looked like, and he's you know he says he'll be back. So that seemed like a, a, a great piece to have as we're approaching Halloween. It was one of the reasons I wanted to do this piece. And you and your notes talk about this as one of your more ambitious pieces. How so? Uh, well, the orchestration is quite tricky. I'm having to relearn the piece after 20 years. So I can say that there's there's a lot of uh, interest and color in the orchestra. The fact that it is a, it's a 30-minute cycle for baritone and chorus and orchestra. So it's, uh, it's a sizable work. Uh, Nathaniel Watson is going to be joining us. He did the premiere of the pieces in 2002, and Nat is a wonderful baritone, and he has sung all over the world with all the major orchestras, Boston and New York and Seattle, and he's a terrific baritone. I'm so glad he's coming back to do these pieces. We're also going to have our faculty, soprano Ji-Hun Lim, joining us on this concert to sing the Donanobis Pachem. So we'll have fantastic soloists, an orchestra of 60, a choir of 150 or so. It's going to be a great way to start the season. Let me just go back to the American songs. We know the set that Copeland wrote, titled Old American Songs. You are someone who's very careful with words and titles. Is there something in your choice of American songs that would suggest that we have a tradition before us of Copeland songs, perhaps? Absolutely. These are these are very Copeland-esque. I think the American part of American song title has a harmonic language that people will think is evocative of Copeland. And I think at the time I was just playing in that harmonic vocabulary, which is not always my voice, but it was really fun to write these pieces and kind of just let it go in, in that vein. And you have fun with the students and the chorus with these particular poems? Of course, we always talk about context and poetry, and I think words and music are one of the glories of putting those things together, that whatever we say in terms of our our repertoire, we try to find the depth of the poetry for our students and for our audience. So I think people will enjoy these. And of course, we have moved into an era where we have super titles for our concerts so people can follow the text very easily as people are singing, and we try to make it as audience-friendly as possible. Given the fact that we'll have a concert like this to start the season at Lehigh, you give us these pieces that have resonance with the times we live in. You always speak so well about the power of music and the importance of music and singing and song together in community. This is a theme that is so near and dear to me that particularly during COVID, I think we've always, you know, strived for musical excellence. But I think what we learned during COVID, and I don't think we have forgotten, is how important the community is. And this is a particularly vibrant community at Lehigh Choral Arts. There's people that have sung in the group for almost as long as I've been here. And it is intergenerational, which I think is very important. So we have our students who are in their teens, and we have people singing in their 90s. So singing is a lifelong uh, occupation, and the love of singing doesn't go away. And uh, as I tell returning alumni frequently, you know, if you were on the swim team, you can't really jump back in the pool and swim laps with current undergrads. But if you're a singer, you can do this. We're going to have opportunities throughout the year for our alums to come back and sing I think that's my valedictory wish for this year. Uh, my last year is that I, I want to see a lot of our alums come back and sing, uh, my former students. It would be great. And it is uh, it is a little bit retrospective for me. So in terms of it not being quite a repeat of the same answer, is that I'm, I'm having an opportunity to kind of 
view a long career at this point of building community. And I, I think uh, the Art Center is a testament to that. I think our loyal audiences are a testament to that. This isn't me patting myself on the back. This is me just kind of sitting back and saying, wow, you know, something actually <laughs> uh, can look back at something of value. So um, I'm hoping, you know, that we will continue to do this. Others will come here and, and do wonderful choral music. But keeping the community vital is so important, I think. Uh, and choral music is not going to go away. Choral music has been happening since people could open their mouths and probably <laughs> rub sticks together to get fire. So I don't think we're an endangered form, and it keeps evolving. And Hannah can also speak to this. I think music transcends uh whatever boundaries and boxes that we tend to put ourselves and other people in. And it can reach people across generations, like Stephen said, and it can reach people across cultures. My own father grew up in Cultural Revolution era China, and his favorite genre of music is like Puccini opera. <laughs> so I, I think music is one of the most important ways we can reach out to other people. Dr. Hannah J. Tsai, who is the newly appointed Associate Director of Choral Activities at Lehigh University, and Stephen Samets. Dr. Samets is the Ronald J. Ulrich Professor of Music at Lehigh University. He is the Artistic Director of the Professional Chamber Choir, the Princeton Singers. He is a well-known and celebrated composer, conductor, and educator in his final year at Lehigh, retiring in the spring after 45 years. This program is titled Sacred and Profane, and it will include music by Rayfawn Williams. This piece, the Dona Nobis Pacem, setting works, among others, by Walt Whitman. Also on the program, Handel's Zadok the Priest and American Songs, Sacred and Profane by Stephen Samets. We will have a chance to hear the Fantasia on a Theme by Thomas Tallis with the work by Thomas Tallis that is varied by Rayfon Williams in that fantasy. And it's all going to take place this weekend, Saturday, October 21st at 8 p.m., and Sunday, October 22nd at 4 in the afternoon at the Zollner Arts Center, Baker Hall, on the campus of Lehigh University in Bethlehem. For more information, on the web, lehigh.edu, lehigh.edu. Sacred and Profane, presented by Lehigh University Choral Arts, under the direction of Stephen Samets and Hannah Sai. And the program will be Saturday, October 21st at 8 p.m., Sunday the 22nd at 4 at Zollner Arts Center Baker Hall on the Lehigh University campus in Bethlehem, lehigh.edu, lehigh.edu.